You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Kristen Washington. And I'm Sydney Paulson. And this is the American Girl Fan Club. So Sydney, what's your American Girl moment of the week? I went to a concert in Seattle a little while ago and seated next to me was a mom and her little girl and they were just kept kind of looking over at me and then talking to each other and looking over at me and finally the mom leaned over and asked, do you take pictures of dolls? And I was so shocked. My mouth was probably hanging open for a good five seconds and apparently the daughter had recognized me right away when they had like taken their seats and she was trying to convince her mom that I was the girl who takes pictures of dolls and puts them on Instagram. But I, I've just never had any kind of experience like that before. And it was so wonderful. And the, the little girl, she's going to New York AG Place this summer for her birthday. And we had a little conversation. It was just utterly lovely. That is so sweet. I love when moments like that happen. I was stopped at Disneyland once, like, and my boyfriend was so confused. He's like, whoa, what? What? What's happening? <laughs> he was, it was, it's amazing. And I love when people come and say hi. It just means so much. I know. Seeing AG out in the wild is the best. <laughs> what about you? Uh, my AG moment of the week is I went hunting, hunting for ribbon, hunting for ribbon. And like, it's funny, I was growing up, I used to wear a ribbon in my hair every day. And I was Mm -hmm. so proud of myself because I was so much like Samantha, who wore like, you know, bows is life. And then I went to my garage, and I found this huge bin of my little hair bows. And I just felt so like, I was, that was probably my most proud moment as a child that I got to be so much like Samantha, but have a little hair bow in my hair every day. And I found my big box of bows. It was amazing. (laughs) But yeah, I was, and I put one in Minnie Kristen's hair and it was, it's amazing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Rekindling your, your childhood love and just finding those little things again, those little accessories that made you feel like your favorite character. It was the best part of loving AG growing up. (laughs) Well, speaking of AG showing up everywhere, on today's episode, we are talking about the major impact American Girls had on people's lives, their careers, their style, their passions. And I know for myself, American Girls impacted my life in so many ways, and this is especially true for me right now. So, Kristen, you know, like, I'm getting married very soon, and so many of my wedding details are inspired by my lifelong love of American Girl. Okay, just imagine if Kirsten Larson invited, like, the March sisters from Little Women over (laughs) and had an outdoor summer party, and then, like, Felicity showed up and crashed it to give, like, aesthetic input. That's kind of... (laughs) what we're going for. Very excited about it. That is so perfect. I can imagine that easily. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this this setting is like an 1850s fort and I'll be making a a flower crown inspired by like Kirsten's birthday one. And my mom and I are are even designing my reception dress, which is completely inspired by Felicity's summer gown. Um, I'm even like hand painting the floral sash to go with it. How did you uh, think of choosing Felicity as your character to match your dress with? I've just always loved that dress so much. And like, you know, back in the the 80s and 90s, American Girl had like all of the matching girls and dolls gowns. And I always wanted that dress growing up. And my mom actually made it for me when I was like seven or eight. And it was very, very special to me. And I think it's beautiful. And I can imagine just another dress that would be more perfect for the reception. But like, it kind of clashes with the vibe of the reception because I'm going on to another American girl where uh, we're kind of getting a a feel of the reception to be a bit like kids waste, not want, not birthday party. We're going to have like a little jazz band and that sort of a thing. It's going to be at my mom's 1930s house. So <laughs> that's the plan. We'll see if it happens, but I'm I'm very excited about all of it. Oh, that's so cool. All the different American girls kind of coming to yeah, your wedding. Just, just, just all of them crashing. I love that. So Kristen, how has American Girl impacted your life? 
Well, I grew up absolutely adoring the storytelling aspect of American Girl. And I, I just believe that dolls have the opportunity to teach imaginative play in such a unique oh, yeah. way. Uh, I've always been telling stories. That's just my favorite thing in the world to do. I became an actor because of it. And I just remember all the times that I would cut out the dolls and make little puppet shows out of the little paper mm-hmm. dolls uh, and then do storytelling with my American Girl dolls and up to this day making stop motions for American Girl and then just leading it into my everyday life and being an actor and just going through telling stories is just my favorite thing to do. Absolutely. And you are so good at it. I love just all of the stop motions that you have made and they just take so much time and effort. And I am absolutely in awe. One person who comes to mind when I think about American Girl impacting someone's life is Carly Reardon. Carly Reardon is a creator of a lifestyle blog, Carly, where she posts about fashion, lifestyle, and clothes and more. Carly is the author of Business Minded, a book for setting your mind, body, and business up for success. She resides in New Jersey with her husband, eight-month-old son, and two dogs. Carly really just exudes American Girl in everything she does. When I think about her, I honestly always think about Samantha. Yes. I'm dying to talk with her on the show today to get to know how much of her life, fashion, and content that she's created has actually been inspired by American Girl. Um, I actually know Carly because a few years ago I discovered her fashion blog and Instagram account and just fell in love with her style. And I kept seeing Carly mention American Girls in her posts, um, which inspired my idea to recreate 30 of her fashion photos with my dolls. Um, I even made a miniature Carly. And Carly was so gracious when I sent her this massive folder of images to her. She amazingly wasn't scared off and uh, we've kept in touch ever since. And we even got to meet up in New York a little while back, which is so much fun. Um, But it's just been lovely to be able to share this common love for AG together. Hi, Carly. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Kristen and I were talking right before you came on. We were saying how um, when we think about you, we immediately think about Samantha. I'm wondering, do you get that a lot? I did make sure. I was like, let me put it on something that I think is like modern day Samantha for the podcast. I got the vibe. (laughs) (laughs) So do you remember the story of getting your first doll? Was it Samantha? Yes. So I actually got an American Girl doll a little bit late in the game. Um, And my best friend, when we lived in Massachusetts, had so many. She had one of the lookalike dolls. She had Josefina. Like she had a slew of them. She and her sister. I think I was more interested at the beginning in like all the little clothes more than anything else. Like I loved the details. And they had the bed and the wardrobe and the tiny hangers. I was obsessed. Every holiday, we would ask for one. Maybe more me than my sister. I think she was a little bit younger than I was. And I was like, come on, we we need the American Girl dolls. Somehow she got the bitty baby. Twins, maybe, if I remember correctly. And I was so jealous. And I thought I had missed the boat that my parents were like, no, you're too old. And then one Christmas, my dad comes out with these two garbage bags, which was so not how I envisioned getting my first American Girl doll. Like (laughs) it it was not wrapped. He literally was holding two garbage bags, one in each hand, but I could just tell that it was a long, skinny box. And I knew it was going to be my American Girl doll. Now I also, as like a bossy older sister, I was torn between Molly and Samantha. From an aesthetic perspective, I'm very Samantha. Like I love the bow and the plaid and I, I love her locket, but the sailor outfit was definitely my favorite, but there was something about Molly that I was really drawn to. So I convinced my sister, she wanted Molly. <laughs> so we would have both. I don't think I gave her another option. I was like, no, I'm going to get Samantha. You're going to get Molly. And then we're going to have both. 
and we can kind of tap into that. And that was kind of it. My parents live in Florida and every time there's a hurricane, this is not an exaggeration. I store a lot of stuff in my parents' house, which maybe that's what other 30 something (laughs) do. But I always tell my mom, can you please just make sure that the the big bin with all of the American Girl dolls gets stuck someplace safe that it won't get water damaged? I'm like, I don't care about anything else in my bedroom. Just please protect the American Girl dolls. Gotta keep Sam safe. Exactly. (laughs) From what I've seen and experienced, it seems like your followers are mostly women who are right in the age to have grown up with American Girl. And I'm just, I'm wondering, do you think American Girl is a common denominator and a strong connection point in the online community that you've built? So really one of my first blog posts that went viral was an American Girl doll clock that I had that showed... I had that alarm clock. uh, The Aluma clock or whatever. I still have it. (laughs) It doesn't show on the ceiling anymore and I've tried to replace it. They're impossible to find. And I still get people emailing me being like, I found your blog post. Would you sell me your clock? And like, no, never. I've always loved the same kind of aesthetic and I've always had that same affinity for the plaids and you know, the Mm -hmm. curls and the half up, half down with ribbons. I've always worn a ribbon in my hair, even when it wasn't popular. And it used to be a criticism and people would like troll me and say, oh my God, you, you look like a grown up Samantha doll, which I always found as a compliment. Well, now it's like the utmost compliment you can get. Like if you find a dress at Target and it looks like something Samantha Parkington would wear, (laughs) it's a grown up Samantha dress. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always loved your style. It's, it's very classy and timeless and put together. And the same could very much be said of Samantha's wardrobe. And do you think that having her as a kid influenced your personal style? Well, maybe I was drawn to her because of my personal style and it solidified it for me. I love wearing bows in my hair. I love bows. And I think Samantha always had her half up, half down with the plaid bow. Now, again, being the bossy older sister, I thought it was acceptable that we could play with Molly's hair. I would never allow anyone to touch Samantha's hair. The bangs are intact. The curls are intact. Not a single wire brush got near that doll's head. And I think that hair ribbon spoke to me and it was a point of contention with my family. I mean, there's this like story that my mom threw out my hair bows when I was like in fifth grade and they just disappeared, but I didn't know what happened. And someone spilled the beans and was basically like, oh, did you ever find the bows that your mom hid from you? And I was like, I knew they just disappeared and they've come back, you know, hair ribbons are back in and they've ebbed and flowed in and out of style, but especially I was really into Samantha's shoe choices, like the boots with the little buttons that you would have to like push really hard. Um, and like the Mary Janes were obviously a big thing. Oh yeah. And I would try to have those pieces in my life. Now we wore school uniforms in elementary school and there weren't a lot of options that were quite like her, but I feel like as an adult now, I'm like drawn to those types of things, like the frilly skirts and the ribbons and those types of like rich colors that are more classic. That was something else that I wanted to ask, but you've totally answered it, which was, can you credit Samantha with your obsession of bows? But I think it was just kind of both of you guys feeding off of each other. (laughs) There There are pictures of me when I'm, I think my mom used to like take me to Sears to get, you know, photos every couple of months or whatever. And Mm -hmm. there's a picture of me sitting in the Sears photo booth. I'm maybe two. And I had really curly hair. I had insisted on having a hair bow clipped into like every curl. So I've always loved them, but I think Samantha gave me permission to like do it. I will say, I think it's like been a part of everyone deep down and everyone's just 
now not afraid to talk about it and to say like, no, this was such a pivotal part of my childhood. And like, I think those like building blocks are always still there, especially for girls. And I think dolls in particular, it's like that first thing that girls shed when they're like ready to ditch childhood, even if they're still a child, but they want to be perceived as being older. It's like dolls have to go, even if it pains you. And I definitely played with my dolls longer than probably most of my peers. And it helped having a younger sister because I could coax her into doing it. And I was, oh, I was playing with her, <laughs> not me. But I look back and I'm like, gosh, like childhood is so short. I really, I wish I hadn't put them away until I was really ready. I wish I hadn't succumbed to that peer pressure to think like I was too grown up for dolls. And I think especially with everything that's going on in the world, there's like this deep craving for nostalgia and like things that remind us of positive childhood experiences as like the world is insane, right? Like everyone keeps saying, what are we going to be living in precedent at times? And I think we have this like urge right now to go back to these roots. And, and now we're all having, you know, starting families and like having our own daughters and having these conversations about like not being able to wait to introduce the dolls to our children. I have a son who's 10 months old, can't read, obviously can't talk, <laughs> but I still have like an American Girl doll book in his nursery because it's such a big part of my childhood. And that was something that I wanted to ask. Do you think you'll be introducing your son to American Girl and just like reading, reading books to him? Yes. I read, I think this is like kind of adjacent, but I read a little women book. And one of the author's points was about how there are boy books that girls read, but boys never read girl books. And it dictates literature in middle school and high school and frankly, elementary school, because the books that appeal to boys, the girls just go along with the ride, right? Like, okay, whatever. We're reading Johnny Tremaine. Everyone's on board. <laughs> but if it's a girl book, it's like, put the brakes on the boys are never going to be interested in it. And I think books are so important for learning empathy and understanding like other people being able to walk a mile in their shoes when it's not your experience. Like introducing those concepts through books, I think is like the easiest low-hanging fruit. Uh, today's episode is about how American Girl has changed like our lives. And I'm curious how it's changed yours. More than anything, like even beyond the history part of it, and obviously I love the fashion and just like the elements of the dolls. I loved the stories, loved them. I didn't care like when they were happening. I didn't care, you know, which historic season of life they were in. I just thought the stories were so captivating and there was always drama and there was always something to learn. And I loved all the friends and the adult characters. I always remember like being fascinated by like how the adults live because it was shown from like a child's perspective. And that I think was like the biggest thing for me was that I was, I, it made me love reading. I feel that so, so strongly. And especially like the adult characters were so well-rounded. Yes. It, it was wonderful. I actually met Valerie Tripp at um, the American Girl Law store. I think it was Felicity's anniversary, one of maybe the 20th anniversary of the Felicity books. And this is going to sound insane. And I was actually pretty embarrassed, but I was so overcome with emotion meeting her that I cried. Oh, Carly. And I think a big part of it was like, this is someone, she was an adult, obviously, but I felt like she could get into the head of a child. And it didn't matter if it was shown through the lens of the Great Depression or World War II. Children's issues have always been children's issues. And I felt like she made kids and especially girls feel seen at such a crucial and critical sliver of their life. 
And to be able to read those books, like before the internet, you felt like there was someone there, like going through the same things that you were going through. So I was so overcome meeting her, but I think the love of reading it like more than anything definitely changed my life. I think Valerie was amazing at just teaching empathy in kids and showing what girls are capable of throughout the entirety of history and just how girls are the same. Exactly. It's it's amazing. Um, And for our last question, I just wanted to ask, um, why do you feel like American Girl resonates so strongly with so many adults in addition to kids? And how do you think it's influenced the lives of so many? I mean, I think, you know, everyone likes to say, are you a Samantha, a Carrie, a Charlotte? Like there's this idea of like identifying with characters and there's something so pure and innocent about American Girl dolls, especially the historic characters that I think like we really grew up with, like truly grew up with. It wasn't like a TV show on the background that like the characters got older as we grew up you know, with them. It's like, you're seeing yourself in the pages and you're able to identify. I think a lot of times it was, what does this girl look like? Does she have the same style that I have? Like my sister and I wore glasses. So there was like this draw towards Molly to be able to see representation of like a girl wearing glasses, right? Like there weren't dolls that had glasses back then. That was a big thing for us. And even now we still remember that feeling that first time being like, Oh, this character represents me and I see myself on the pages of this book. And it's a strong, courageous girl who like, yes, she wears dresses and has like all these accessories, but she has these amazing adventures and she problem solves and she's, you know, dealing with friend issues and she's making friends and she has these adults in her life that don't really understand her. And like, that's just such a universal feeling. And I think that it's just cemented in us. And like what I was saying at the beginning about life right now, is just so complicated. And there's something so uncomplicated and special about that period of our lives when reading those American Girl doll books or just getting the catalog. Before we let you go, uh, where can people find you on social media, online? So my blog is carlyreardon.com. And on Instagram, it's just my first name at Carly. And I'm also on TikTok now, Carly Reardon on that. Well, thank you so much, Carly, for joining us. We just, we loved having you here. Thank you so much for having me. Our next guest is the amazing Leah Everett. Leah recently graduated with a film degree from Cal State Long Beach and is pursuing a career in writing and directing. A career inspired by making stop motions with her American Girl dolls on YouTube since she was 12. I am so excited to have Leah join us on the show today to share a little bit about how American Girl changed her life. So let's get started. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for inviting me. I am so excited to have you on the show today. When I thought about today's topic, how American Girl changed my life, you came to mind right away because the impact American Girl has had on you is so clear. Um, I just wanted to ask, what was your first memory of American Girl? Do you remember the first American Girl story or character that you most connected with and why? Um, my first memory of American Girl was I would get the catalogs in the mail when I was like nine years old and I'd flip through the catalog and I was like so obsessed with all the outfits and stuff. And the first character I loved was Mia Sinclair because at the time I was really into figure skating and I was like taking lessons. So I was so excited that there was a doll that um, was doing that too. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that you say that because Mia is what got me into figure skating. Um, I got her for Christmas in 2008 and then the next January, a month later, I 
signed up for figure skating because of Mia. Well, we know that a big part of your life is the YouTube account that you created when you were 12. Um, what inspired you to start making stop motion videos? When I was nine, I thought stop motion was so cool. And shortly after I got my American Girl doll, I found videos of like other people on YouTube making stop motions with them. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could totally do this too. So I just started making them one day. And yeah, it's just been crazy ride since then. I love that. Was there a specific account that inspired you? Um, it was Basil Mentos was the first video. It was um, Rainy Day That's Okay. That was the first video I ever saw. <laughs> oh, I love her videos. And and was there like a character that inspired you as well? It was more so, I think like the, just like the community online. And there was like, um, there's so many people I saw that were just like me doing it. And, um, that is really what got me like inspired was just watching other people who were doing that, had dolls just like me. I was like, Oh, I have, I have an iPod touch. I could yeah. probably <laughs> um, do that as well. For those of us who don't know, can you explain what stop motion is and how the process works? Yeah. So stop motion is really interesting. Um, I, as a film enthusiast myself, I think it is such a timeless method of filmmaking. It is when you just take pictures and you move something. So you take a picture, you move it, you take a picture, you move it again. And then when you string them all together, it looks like something is moving. And it's such an old art of film, but it's, I think it'll always be cool. It's always impressive to people. Was it difficult to get the hang of doing things like stop motion or did it come naturally to you? Honestly, I think stop motion generally is something pretty easy in terms of filmmaking because anyone can make a stop motion. You can use your phone camera and anything. Like it doesn't need to be a doll. The hard part is just sticking with it for long enough to get the hang of it because it is very tedious and it's frustrating and you're sitting in one place forever and your back hurts. But if you can get past that and just have the patience, then you can do it. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid and I watched so many YouTube videos, so many American Girl stop motions, I wanted to try it myself. And I have made a couple of stop motions. They've never seen the light of day because both times dolls with like topple over and then it's like, do I have to reshoot the whole thing? Because now everything's messed up and it's it just takes so much patience. Um, so I admire you greatly for being able to stick through it. Kristen, you too, you both have done stop motions. And it's know, amazing. Every time I see things like, I'm like, this is like 20 minutes long. I'm like, oh my God, the patience that that so I know we love using American Girl dolls as subjects when we're taking photos and content, but I'm curious, what do you think makes American Girl dolls the perfect subjects for your content? I love this question because there's so many ways that like dolls are just like the best things to use. First off <laughs> is there's such like a big fan base with it. So if you're taking doll photos or you're making these doll videos and stop motions, there's people who are young and then adult collectors who will be interested in what you're doing just because it's American Girl dolls. So it's going to give you like a really big audience. But also, um, you know, they're not too complicated to use. They don't have that many joints. So it's not overwhelming. Um, so they're really easy to learn on. My favorite thing is that there's so many things scaled for the 18-inch doll. Oh, it's so like, true. I still walk into stores and I'm like, it's doll size. Like my mom was just down here for my college graduation and she was still like, oh, she's in doll size. She get this for your dolls. Like, so <laughs> it's like once you get these dolls, you cannot escape like the, the doll size <laughs> miniature. Um, Kristen and I talk about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I love it because it's so easy to find props and like sometimes the props will inspire. Um, the videos too. So, um, is, Do you have a favorite American Girl stop motion that you've created? Oh, there's so many, um, but I have to go with my most recent one, actually, Eloise and the Cat. 
And that was my junior film. Wow. How long was that? I made it a year ago and it was, I think like two and a half or three minutes or something. Yeah. How long does it take to make something that's two and a half to three minutes long when you're working with stop motion? Honestly, I think that one took me about a week by working on it a couple hours a day. But my stop motions go at about like 11 frames a second. So it really depends on what motion the dolls are doing because some motions I move the dolls a bit more and then others, like I have to be a bit more meticulous with how they're moving. So I'd say about like a week, probably. Well, in your opinion, what do you think makes AG unique as an online community and like what separates them from other fan bases? I think it's because we've all grown up together. I remember being 12 years old and watching people that were my age, like 22, making these videos. And I grew up through middle school and high school and college, like, you know, having these older people. And then now there's the younger generation that grew up watching my videos. And then the same is going to do for them, like when they grow up. Um, so I just think that's really cool. It's kind of like this lifelong community that you're a part of that never really leaves you, honestly. What advice do you have for AG tubers who want to get started in making stop motions? Honestly, just do it. Like that is <laughs> the biggest advice I can give to any artist. Like a personality trait of an artist is like, oh, it has to be perfect. Like sometimes you just have to get your stuff out there. So Leah, do you think American Girl changed your life? Absolutely. I think about every day where I would be if I didn't get that doll when I was nine years old. And I don't think anyone realized like on Christmas Eve when I opened that doll, like kind of what this would amount to. I'm kind of like tearing up a bit, um, <laughs> but um, I might've found my way into filmmaking another way um, and gone to film school another way. But the thing about the dolls is it introduced me to AGTube, which gave me a place to put my films out for thousands of people around the world to see. And I met Absolutely. so many friends and it's, it's the reason why my parents like kind of let me chase after this dream. Cause they're just like, we've seen you do it. Like you can keep doing it. Um, so honestly, like it's given me a way to practice the technical and creative parts of filmmaking. So, um, and I don't think I would have gotten as far as I have without the doll. I might be in filmmaking, but I don't think I would be as far as I've come. And if little Leah could see the work you're doing right now and how American Girl is so connected to your adult professional life, what do you think her reaction would be? I think she would be absolutely shocked. I was a loudmouth and sassy as a kid. So I know that she'd tell me, you better keep working hard. I know you've done all this <laughs> stuff, but you better keep working hard. <laughs> what is next in your film career, Leah? Will you still keep making AG stop motions? Yes, I really want to make another one where I focus more on kind of the lighting and the cinematography with it. So I do have another one in the works. Ooh, um, very fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where can people find you and your stop motions to see more? My AGTube account is rockstar13studios. And then my website where you can find everything is just leaheverett.com. Amazing. Leah, thank you so much for coming on and, and joining us for today. Thank you, guys. This was such a fun episode to record. It's a topic so close to us because we can both honestly say that American Girl has changed our lives. I think that so much of Carly's interview resonated with me. I keep specifically thinking back to how much the books shaped her life and how she's excited to share these characters' worlds with her son. Kristen, I saw a photo that she posted on her Instagram story of her baby holding Meet Samantha and she captioned it, proud mama moment. And I just can't wait to have these same kind of moments with my own 
kids someday. My favorite moment was when Leah said that when you want to do something, you just do it. You have to put in that passion. I love her dedication towards creating stop motions and continuing it into her career. Okay, so I got sent a really amazing voicemail that fits perfectly with this theme from my friend Nicole that I wanted to share. I am endlessly inspired by what she creates in the world, and I wanted you all to hear how American Girl has changed her life. Let's listen in. At the tone, please record your message. My American Girl dolls were such a huge part of inspiring my creativity. I remember the Christmas when I got my first doll, Josefina. We were having Christmas at my grandparents' house. And I think the same day I opened her, I was asking my grandma to dig out her sewing supplies. She found me some fabric scraps and I started making clothes for my doll. And that is something that I still do to this day. I am a seamstress and a knitter and I design patterns. And I'm so thankful that American Girl was part of that for my life growing up and also still now. Thank you so much for listening to the American Girl Fan Club. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get podcasts. It really helps us out. If you are 18 and older, you can also give us a call at 206-395-6096 to share your favorite American Girl stories on our voicemail. And we might even share some of them on the show. And while you're at it, you can check out my Instagram account, five hens and a cockatiel. And my Instagram, ag underscore for all ages. And don't be afraid to DM us. And you can follow American Girl on Instagram at American Girl Brand for more updates on your favorite dolls, books, and of course, the shows on the American Girl Podcast Network.